doesn't matter who you are. You don't come onto this earthly world to just cruise through. We're here for growth. I truly believe that. But if our internal world is whole and it's peaceful and we can do things like meditation and we can be consciously aware of our thought patterns and we can live life in a way that that is good to others and is serving others, then when those things come our way, they're not going to shake us as much because our inner world is far more secure. And when the inner world is far more secure, it helps us deal with our outer world. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one. And it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you. I support you. And I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is a speaker and the host of the top-rated podcast, A Life of Greatness. Sarah Grinberg interviews some of the world's greatest thought leaders, entertainers, authors, and spiritual minds. Her guests talk about how they overcome challenges, how they conquer self-limiting beliefs, and connect with a deeper sense of self to achieve greatness in their lives. Then they provide tangible tips, habits, practices, strategies, and advice so you can too by unlocking your best self. During our conversation, uh, Sarah and I talk about that, uh, and then she also shares how the practice of meditation absolutely transformed her life, how her job became redundant, and how she actually created that in order to leave space for exactly what she wanted to be brought to her, even though it didn't feel like that at first. Sarah also shares the top few common themes and practices from the most successful people she's interviewed. You do not want to miss that. Sarah, thank you so much for being here and being a part of the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Justin. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yes, and it was. It was really nice being able to catch up and just chat for a little bit uh, before we... uh, hit the record button. Cause I don't usually get that with everybody. You know, we'll usually chat for maybe five minutes or so, but it was like really nice to kind of just hang out and, and chat for like 20, 25 minutes. That was good. Yeah, it was nice <laughs> because disclaimer, 
I had these new cleaners coming and I said they're going to ring the doorbells and you said, oh, just don't worry about it. We can just chat till they came. And you were so unbelievably patient and I'm appreciative of that, my friend. Well, what a nice, of course. And like, what a nice little gift and opportunity was given to us that time. It was just nice exactly. to have. Exactly. It is, it is funny, isn't it? The pre-interview banter, you can kind of tell if someone doesn't want to make it or and they just want to get stuck into it, which I understand as well because sometimes if I'm on other people's podcasts, I don't have so much time. You want to use the time for the actual chat or you don't mind. You're happy to kind of talk with the person to get to know them a bit before, but it it really is kind of knowing the nuances and seeing the body language and hearing the tone and the questions and the answers. Mm. You know, and I'll say like little moments like that too, give me an opportunity to be the best version of myself. Yes. Right. It's like, I actually, I really enjoyed that because first it really was nice to chat with you, but two, it's like, cool. This gives me an opportunity to be like loving towards you and to be compassionate and, and to hopefully not make it stressful for you that we had to wait, you know, to literally give you that ease and energy. Um, yes. You know, it's just, it's a nice opportunity. It was a nice opportunity. Greatly appreciated. <laughs> uh, so Sarah, a life of greatness podcast, killing it, interviewing like crazy cool people. So honored that you're here right now talking to me. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Um, yeah. So good. So really, so I just, here, I just want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about your podcast, the people you've talked to, things that you've things that have come from that as well. So just in terms of the podcast itself, how did this start? Like what really yes. was that driving inspiration that you're like, I got to do this. I got to talk to these amazing people and get this message out to more people. Yes. Well, for many years of my life, I wasn't an overly conscious person and I didn't think about the thoughts I was thinking or the words I was saying. And I, I lived life more erratically. There wasn't, it wasn't like I was reckless or anything like that, but I would worry a lot and I would stress a lot. And it was this cycle of the fact that my worries would then almost come to fruition or I would worry about stuff that would never happen. And even if things were fine, I would kind of kneel towards the negative as a as a safety barrier to keep myself going and not get disappointed. So I was in this negative cycle and really not for any reason. I, I think a lot of it is sometimes you're brought up like that and it's not, I had a wonderful upbringing, but my parents sometimes can be pessimistic, only they do it to, you know, as a safety thing. So if the worst happens, they've already thought about it. I think a lot of people do that. And it's kind of that suffering mentality where, you know, like it, you don't want to, it's almost like people think that if you say positive things and you hope for something great to happen, you're jinxing yourself. Like it's that old school kind of mentality. So that's how I was brought up. And even though I was happy, I wasn't overly happy. And I think I was finding a lot of contentment in material objects or achieving things that were insignificant. And I, I just didn't know. And I think most people don't know. They just walk through life blindly. But in saying that, I was always a very curious person. 
And I would never take something for granted. I always wanted to know the reason behind why things occurred. And so my life was this juxtaposition by of being quite spiritual in the sense that I believed in a world that we couldn't see and being curious about things, but also having that very much worried mentality. And then I got to a point where I ended up in a role as a radio producer and worked within that for a couple of years. And then I moved into doing breakfast radio producing, which was quite hardcore, like breakfast radio is waking up at 3am and making sure that you have all the stories getting to work, obviously, just after that. And it's a very fast-paced environment. And even though I was working with a good team, there was a lot of things that were quite wrong at that time. And not only the stress of having young kids whilst working those crazy hours five days a week, but it was also, you know, some of the, the like I said, the environment was a bit negative. So, it was this it was this basically a perfect storm of all these negative things to happen uh and at the time I actually had to go in and have this like operation which was minor but at the same time the recovery was quite hardcore and all of those things together made me realize at one point oh my god like what am i doing with my life like i'm in this job that's paying great money and breakfast radio is like the creme de la creme of radio producing. It's like the top job that you want to be in. But I am so deeply miserable and I'm exhausted. I can't go on like, like this. Like I'm sure that we're not brought to this earth to have a life like this that seems so meaningless, even though I had achieved in a sense kind of what I wanted to, uh, what I thought I wanted to. And at that time, a friend of mine had really started getting into spirituality, a very good friend of mine, and she told me about a guy that uh, was doing some mentoring and I ended up hanging with him quite a lot and he started teaching me about the law of attraction and all these other spiritual principles. And I was like literally a, a moth to a flame. Not only did I take in everything that he said, but I started really embodying it and practicing it. And within, seriously, a very short period of time, Justin, I started to get this major feedback where things that I was was practicing was coming to fruition. But there was one point with this job, because I was still in this job that I just did not like, the breakfast radio job, where all I would do is complain about it to people. Oh, this is job's awful. I'm so tired. You know, that that constant complaining. And I got a call from my manager. He was flying down from Sydney to Melbourne and he asked to meet with me, basically telling me my job had become redundant. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, I have just done all this self-improvement work. How the hell has my job become redundant? I am the most conscious I have ever been and I'm being slapped in the face with this redundancy. And because I'd already been at this media company for seven years and I actually enjoyed it there, I just didn't like the role I was in, I was like, well, I don't want to leave. And then I was like, oh, my God, like where would I even go? And it just, it was like, I just, this all seemed so confusing. And so I actually remember lying in bed one night, staring at the ceiling and just saying this prayer in my head saying, you know, please, I, I don't know if it was God I was speaking to, a higher power of some sort, but, you know, I always did believe and do believe in that. And I think prayer is very powerful. 
and basically saying, being so particular with what I wanted, which I wouldn't always suggest, but it did work for me on this occasion. I said, I do love the company I work for. I don't want to leave it. I just want to work with talent who are really nice. And I'd love to work with talent that are, are really good and skilled at their jobs. I can't work five days a week at these hours with two, like I had a two and a four-year-old at the time. I want hours that are for, far more flexible. Um, you know, please help me. And then within literally about a week or two, the general manager of the company and the head of podcasting approached me and said, look, we've just started up this podcasting um, and I didn't even really know about podcasting at the time. I think I'd listened to maybe Serial. That was like the only podcast that was out. And we'd really like you to move into it. We, they're, you know, confidentially our biggest entertainers, these people called Hamish and Andy, who are Australia's biggest entertainers, they're leaving radio to do a podcast. We'd love you to be the executive producer of that. And you can, you know, work four days a week if you want. And I was like, can I work a nine till four? It's more flexible for me with my kids. They're like, that's fine. And I sat back and I thought, Jesus Christ, every single one of those wishes was granted. And because I had, in reflection, I realised, because all I had been doing is complaining about this job in Breakfast Radio and doing absolutely nothing about it, the universe literally kicked me out the bum and said, if you ain't going to leave, we are going to push you out of there. And, you know, you can learn through love or you can learn through pain. And because I wasn't choosing love in that instance, and everything, yes, did work out, but it was painful for those couple of weeks to think that I was getting made redundant from a place that I'd worked in for so many years. And it was quite frightening. But I didn't leave, choose to leave on my own terms. I wasn't doing anything about that. So they had to kick me to say, hey, you got to get out of here. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to be sitting there in this job and complaining to everyone about it. And it was, it was such an interesting thing to realize I can control my life to an extent. Because before that, I thought that life just happened to you, not for you. And that was the perfect example of no life happens for you. And then ever since then, I then obviously went in to produce these boys' podcasts, but then I started very much kept on the road of doing a lot of self-development work and started doing my own research into what makes people happy, why there's some people in life who don't have much and who are so unbelievably happy and joyous, and then there are others that have a lot and are absolutely miserable. And then I thought to myself, why wouldn't I do a podcast about this? At the time already three and a half, four years ago, it was the market wasn't as saturated with podcasts as it is now. Plus I work at a podcast provider and have been a podcast producer. I'm in the perfect place with all the audio producers to do this. And I already knew that I had contacts to be able to get great entertainers on and, and biggish names, um, at least in the first series, to be able for it to kind of take off. And and you know what, Justin, I had no doubt that it would do well. I always had this knowing within me that this podcast was never going to flop and it never did. It just went from strength to strength. And as you mentioned, I've now interviewed some of the greatest people in the world, some of the wisest minds. We talk about all different things, but, you know, my own journey of growth has just been tremendous and it really has given me that faith that things will always be okay and even when they're not okay, they will be okay.
That was so many great points in everything that you just said. First off, when you first, before when you were talking about the perfect storm, like all this stuff was happening, it was like kind of like the perfect negative storm. Yes. Ah, that is literally what you needed. Yes. Right? If you take a step back and be like, shit, this is not what I want. These things keep coming here. And like you kind of needed all, maybe you did or didn't, but in this situation, you got all of them. And that, and that same oh. time. So it made it so clear to you, this is actually not what we want. And I think moments like that are just so crucial and so important in stories like this. I, I love sharing because how many times have we all felt that way? How many times have we felt so low and so negative and like our world's crashing down upon us and there's literally a perfect storm of, of negativity and hard and hardship? Absolutely. I, I honestly, in reflection, because, you know, we must live life work, work we must live life walking forward, but we only understand it looking back. <laughs> and when I do look back, I always think to myself, I believe that I needed to be in that job. I needed to have that operation to be at the lowest point I ever had of complete suffering to go, oh my God, I need to change things up because I don't know if I would have. And I believe we come onto this earth with those things already in place. Like I, obviously a lot of it is free will. But I do believe in what I have studied and people I've spoken to that there are certain things that are placed in our lives to test us. And again, what we do with them is free will, but it, do we go in the way of love or do we learn through pain? It's like those soul contracts that aren't completely written, but they have these points during our life that are there meant to help us grow. Because look how much you've yes. grown as a person because of that terrible situation that you were in for a little while. Absolutely. This podcast would not be around had that right. situation not happened and had I not chosen to try and do something about it because I, I was unhappy with my life. I mean, there's so much of my life in the second half, which is now, that I think, God, my God, it could have been so different. And I wonder when I die and I go up to the other realm, you know, they say that you go through your life, that they do like you do like a, I mean, who knows if this is true, but I believe it to be true with enough near-death survivors I've spoken to and other people who, uh, you know, have this ability to access that other realm, that you have a life review and you look at all the areas in your life of where you could have done better and where you did well. And I wonder, yeah, it would be interesting to kind of look back at that point and see like what angles I could have taken because I, I believe I took a good one. It's just amazing. I look at the abundance and the growth and the life that has come to you based off of that hard experience and that hard time. Yes. And it's like, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Like you said, you wouldn't have this podcast. You literally would not be the person you are sitting here right now if that didn't happen to you. It, yes. And you know, as you would understand, everyone I speak to, the hardest moments is where most most growth comes from. And it's it really is in that deep despair where people go, oh my goodness, like I, I need to do something with my life. I can't go on like this. And there is a lot of people that can't get out of that. Mm. But that is the moment that we're tested and it is our choice where we move next. Absolutely. Uh, are you familiar um, spiritual teacher named Abraham Hicks? Yes. Honestly, yeah. Abraham Hicks about to come to Australia in next month. I'm going to see him, her. Yes. Um, her, uh, you know, channeling Abraham. She's coming here in December and we're going to go. 
see her. Oh, how funny. Yeah, she's <laughs> in November in Sydney. Well, I'm in Melbourne, but she's going to Sydney. We're flying to Sydney to see her. Uh, amazing. And the reason why I just brought her up is because she talks about this all the time. In, in the experience of what we don't want, it paints the clearest picture of what we do want. Yes. Which is your experience, right? Like when things are not going our way, there's no other moment where we know clearer what we want because yeah. we're facing what we really don't want. Absolutely. And I think, you know, life always has bumps in the roads and no one's life is perfect. And I, I really want to talk about that because I think sometimes, you know, like especially when I interview people, you think, oh, their life is so great. Like I don't think this, but I wonder if my listeners do. Like their life is so great and they've experienced this and that. They might have wealth or fame or success. So many of those people still go through hardship. And even now I've had a really difficult year someone very close to me was there was a very um worrying health scare that really rocked me and that can happen to anyone and it takes you absolutely knocks you and then you think out of that how am I going to change my appreciation for that person or you you question okay I think I've been taking that person for granted I will never do that again in my life and maybe that was the like knock up I needed I think everyone when they're faced with a health scare of someone close to them, it's not only the person that has the health scare that needs to reflect, but it's everyone around them that does. And also, you know, things with work, you're always, you're always wishing to be further than you are. And I think a lot of us have that. And I would be lying if I sat here saying, no, no, I'm always so content. And uh, that striving for more and looking at other people and seeing, oh, they're further along than I have. And I have some really great friends around me who say, Sarah, what you have achieved in the last, you know, three and a half, four years is unbelievable. Like you need to not be so hard on yourself. So I think, you know, you're always learning, even though you're moving forward, there are so many lessons that, that you're constantly being filled with. But again, it's your choice to either pay attention to them or we won't. And if we won't, it goes back to kind of walking blindly through life. And I'm a true believer if you don't learn the lesson, then it's going to come up and and be shown to you in a different way. And it's going to keep coming up till you learn it. And you become so good at it, you can see it. You go, oh my goodness, that that was that, that was yeah. that lesson again. I need to really take this in properly and right. and acknowledge it and somehow move through it. So I've learned what I'm being shown. Exactly. Right. Because if if you don't, if you don't learn and grow from it, it has to come back because you haven't. You haven't elevated your vi your vibration past that, right? Yes. So if you haven't yet, of course, it's just going to keep circling around until you elevate your vibration at a certain point where that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. You need you know, to, you, you have to, the only way to make change is to change. And I think people, it sounds so simple, Justin, but I sometimes think people don't understand that if you want to change your life, you need to change as a person. Because when we're doing the same things every day, there is going to be no difference in what the outcome is. So for example, you wake up every morning, you just check your mobile phone, you go on WhatsApp, you go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, you brush your teeth, you make breakfast, you might get your kids ready for school, whatever, whatever stage you are in life. You drive to work thinking, oh, God, this one's, I've got this. And you're just thinking of all the bad things in your head. 
And then later that night you think, oh, I wish I was able to do this or I wish I was able to do that. And then the next day happens, you're doing exactly the same thing. Why do you think your life's not changing? Because you are not changing. And when I learned that years ago, I thought, oh my goodness, like, okay, what are some of the things that I can start to do? And that's when I meditation became such a big practice for me and such a, you know, I, I, I go on about it a lot and a lot of people in our community go on about it, but they go on about it because it is one of the most life-changing things that you can do for yourself. And it's something that actually I believe needs to be taken really seriously in the sense that you need to, if you are having problems with, you know, thoughts that are out of control or worrying or having a mind that's going at 100 miles an hour, which, I mean, who doesn't have that, then meditation is such a great way of not only calming those thoughts, but it's this beautiful space that you can get into. And I always say that, you know, when you're in meditation, when you're in prayer, you're talking to God. And when you're in meditation, God is talking to you. And I've had the most profound realizations when I've been in meditation. And even though, yes, you're you're calming the mind, so the chatter is far quieter, things that I need to know come to me during meditation. Because during the day, my mind's going at 100 miles an hour. When I get into that silent space, it is so peaceful and really, it is such a, it's actually quite creative and a place where you can then just have the most wildest ideas that may never have come to you if you didn't go into that space. Because you do, that's so true. Like you need, you literally need that space and that quiet where your mind is not shut off, but like you said, where your thoughts are just much quieter. Because in that, we are beacons to receive information always. But if we're constantly yes. going, 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 we're kind of cutting ourselves off. But if we're in that moment of silence and stillness and open up our minds and our third eye, it allows those things just to, they're always there. We're just now allowing mm. it to come to us. And it's so, you know, I've been, I mix up my meditations a lot. So I'll do Vedic meditation, which I studied a few years ago. I'll sometimes do that. And I'll sometimes do guided meditations. I've made my own meditations as well. Uh, that I sell on my website, but there'll be different meditations that I do. And it is just such a peaceful state. Like I actually feel blissed out when I go into meditation. <laughs> and if I'm feeling unnerved or anxious or worried about something, I will make time. I try and meditate every morning, but say on the weekends, if I do it during the day or something like that, rather than first thing, it is something that I like I enjoy doing that just as much as meeting a friend and going for a coffee. Like it's just to me such an important thing and such an important thing for my mental health as well. And like I said, you know, I am a very spiritual person and I really believe like that's my time with the divine is in meditation and I love that. I wouldn't give it up for anything. Mm -hmm. I, I feel the same exact way. So I normally meditate every single morning. But my schedule's been off the past two weeks. I was sick for a week. And then we were, we had the crazy hurricane that came down and hit Florida. So we went up to uh, my sister-in-law. So I was just out of my routine. And I haven't meditated in like two weeks. And I feel it. Like I yes. really, really notice. You feel it. Yeah. And just like anyone listening right now too, who's never meditated or doesn't know anything about it. Like you don't need to know anything to start. You don't. Because, you honestly like, don't need to know heaps about it. I mean, go like as I said, I sell some meditations that are yeah. very much 
for beginners on my website, there's 10 minute ones for morning clarity and evening, like helping you sleep. And then there's a 20 minute manifestation one, but they're for beginners, but there's a million apps that you can go on, but you need to find one that suits you. Like I want to preface this with, I started doing meditation and I think I was this is again years ago, I was just going online and then I was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever done and my mind was racing 100 miles an hour and I didn't realise that happens to everyone because the first thing people say to me is, I can't meditate, my mind races too much and I'm like, that is why you should be meditating. (laughs) It's called, I think the Buddhists call it a monkey mind, but everyone has that and the more that you meditate, the less that will start to happen but it doesn't happen straight away. Like it takes time. Like it's like playing basketball. You don't just pick up the ball and know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. It takes time and practice and and meditation is the same and it's something that you need to do constantly and need to do it probably up until the day you die, but you end up loving it. You just need to find the right one. Yeah, that's so true. And like, I'll just, uh, based off experience in the beginning, I didn't know anything about meditation at all. I had a couple of friends who were meditating, but I still wasn't really getting it. But then somebody recommended a guided meditation, which that was it for me. That was huge. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I like, I have some sort of like an idea of what I'm doing. And one of the greatest gifts that have ever come from meditation, which I never saw coming, which you've already mentioned is the mindfulness aspect of it. When I first meditated, I was like, cool, guided meditation with Tony Robbins. Uh, Let me manifest my hopes and my dreams. And then over time, I started to really like during the middle of the day, I was like, wow, I'm super mindful about what's happening right now. I'm not just reacting. I'm coming from a place of calmness and stillness and then moving forward. And I was like, holy, I'm like, how did this happen? And I realized literally that that had come through meditation without even the intention or purpose of doing it. So that's why I mean, like, you don't need to know much. Like I didn't know much and the the gifts will just come from it. If you're constantly oh. doing it, it, they'll just come. And you know, if you're talking about like those manifestation meditations, which I created one of, but that I've done for many years, the visualization ones, if you do them properly and you can actually access the quantum field, which is what they're made to do. And, you know, you do that by the fact there's electrical current that goes between you and that. And if you're really beaming out and raising your energy and thinking of all your wishes and desires that are always positive, then that will be mirrored in the quantum where anything is possible. And that allows the time between cause and effect to be far limit, like far quicker than what it normally would, which some manifestations can take years to occur. But if you're doing this properly, you're making that time condensed and you can start seeing those manifestations occur far more instantly in your life. But there's a lot more that goes on, you know, with manifestation. I, I think you also need to be very peaceful within yourself and and know and feel love and joy and whole about who you are before you start any manifestation techniques or practices because just wanting something is not going to give you the outcome you want. And even if you do get it like that, there's a big chance you won't hold on to it because you don't have the belief in yourself that you're good enough and that you can or are worthy of whatever you're trying to manifest in your life. So when you're peaceful inside, you suddenly see that things will be attracted to you. And there's this amazing meditation that I uh, that I learned years ago. Well, I learned and I use. Um, I was for very advanced students of a particular course that I did. 
and it's a two and a half hour meditation. And basically it connects the it connects you to love through your heart and your mind being synced at once. And it's, it has allowed me to have the most unbelievable spiritual experiences. And when I finish it, I can see in my life these synchronicities happen straight away to the extent where the other day, and this has still blown me away, there is a guy that I used to work with who was, I barely know him, and he was very high up at our workplace and he left. And I was thinking of him just in relation to something. Literally the next day I get a text message from him he doesn't need, we don't even have each other's number. He had to get it from someone else just asking me about something. And I thought to myself, this is unbelievable. Like, like I, it is unbelievable the things that you start to notice in your life when you're in sync. You start to see those synchronicities and those serendipities just start occurring. They become like everyday things. But I'm still blown away by it, even though they happen often. I think this is just unbelievable. And it is that feedback that we're speaking about and we talked about earlier where I feel like when you're on the right path and you're doing things correctly, the universe will always give you breadcrumbs to show you you're on the right, you're doing the right thing. It will always reflect back to you, right, that you are on, you're on the right path and you're going in the right direction. Yes. That's what's so cool, but it's like up to us to see them. Mm. And depending on the vibration that you're in, you could see that as like, oh shit, this is throwing me off my course or be like, whoa, this is right in line with who I'm becoming and who I'm supposed yes. to be. Or what do I have to learn from this? I think sometimes like you think, why has this happened to me? And we all think that, like I was saying with the diagnosis of the person close to me, I think like, why did that have to happen in my family? Like, you know, why, why this? But there's always learnings. And it's, it can be hard at times to see the learnings, especially when it's a really tough situation, but they're always, they're, they always are there. The gratitude and learning is there every single time. It's up to us to see it. Yes. And sometimes I see it really clear that way. Sometimes I don't at all. And when I'm not seeing it from a place of gratitude or a place of like, okay, cool, right. I'm, I'm learning from this. This is helping me grow. If I'm not seeing it from that moment, like red flags are to go off in my brain. Yes. I'm like, all right, this isn't the truth of who you are right now. And that's okay. I don't need to kill myself or beat myself up about it. Sometimes I, full transparency, sometimes I beat myself up. But even in that moment when I do, I'm like, this is not you. This is not who you truly are. And you beating yourself up serves no positive intention whatsoever. It does not serve no. me at all, at all. And we all slip up at times. No one yeah. is perfect. And, you know, I've interviewed some of the biggest names in the world and have seen people slip up. You know, when we're not robots, things can be stressful, things can upset us. And I think that we need to be easier on ourselves. And I definitely need to be easier on myself. And I know that. And even someone was saying to me the other day, I was like, I'm really tired. Like I feel you know, I was getting like a cold and I was like, I feel really exhausted and run down. Like, why don't you just relax for a day? And I'm like, I can't really, I've got so much to do. And they're like, but really just one day. And I thought that's such wise advice for anyone. We think we always need to keep going and keep pushing and, and, and it doesn't matter what field we're in. I think we all need time to just rest, rest our minds, rest our bodies. There's nothing wrong with that. 
when I was just even sick this past week, I was fighting my internal demons of not feeling like I was like useless, but wanting to go. I was like, I have too much to do. There's too much for me to accomplish and achieve. And you are stopping me from achieving it sickness. I'm like, right. You know, literally having those moments and being like, Oh, should I go to work today? I'm I'm feeling okay. I was so sick, but I was like, should I? And in, and like in those moments and in those slip ups of our thoughts, those are moments for growth too. Like those are beautiful moments and gifts right there waiting for us to then see it in a more positive way. And then, so I have big goals for the remainder of the year. And I was like, okay, this is giving me a beautiful rest period until for the next two and a half, almost three months of this year. So now use this time because me being anxious or aggravated that I can't go out and achieve or do things, that doesn't serve me in that moment either. Like I can't go do it. I'm just wishing a reality existed that didn't exist. And that's just madness. And then, so just taking my time, like, all right, cool. All right. This is literally my rest time. Like, thank you, God, source, universe, for giving me this time that I actually will now have to rest. And even those moments when I get sick too, I really feel like it's got our source of universe being like, buddy, you got to slow down a little bit. You need, yes. right? And if Absolutely. You're not, There's yeah. learnings in everything, as we said. That's the best. That's why like life is really so awesome because Sarah, as you were telling your story before, I was just getting more and more excited as you continue to talk about it. Even like in the hard times too, I'm like, here we go. The good is yes. about to happen. And literally when you, oh my God, when you said that your boss or whoever told you that your job became redundant, I was like, Sarah, you did that. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I absolutely did that. You manifest, like you, that's why you changing who you were as a person, of course, the physical world around us has to get ruffled and has to move around a little bit or yeah. you, or what's the point? And you wouldn't well, be changing. Well, that's one of the biggest things I, I learned is that if you change, you can't expect then the things around you to not change. And anything that is not at the vibration you're at is going to wither away. And that could yeah. be friends as well. And that's what happened with that job because that job was definitely not at the vibration that I had then moved to that it needed to detach from me. And even though I saw that as like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? It was an absolute blessing. And I think when people go through a lot of this internal work, you'll see that there'll be stories of them separating with their partner or like leaving a job or these big things in their life will change because they are not at the same vibration and level as the person has moved to. And if you're going to want to hang on to everything that was part of your past, you're not going to move forward. You need to be able to let go and let go with peace and with love and basically wish it on its way. And I think that it is it can be hard for people, especially when they're connected to people and they know that they're not right for them or they know that maybe they're in a toxic friendship or something like that, but they've always been around them and they just don't want to lose them. I think sometimes we need to, for our own growth, move away and when we do that, you'll see that new people who are at that vibration, your new vibration will come into your life. It always happens, but it can be scary because you're like, I don't want to have like no friends or anything like that. But with even in this next chapter of my life, so I was producing that show I spoke to you about for four years and I loved it. And it's the biggest podcast in Australia, this, this comedy podcast with the biggest entertainers in Australia. And, I, and they're so lovely and the team is amazing. And I thought to myself, if I want to further my career, I can't be producing other people's podcasts anymore because I just don't even have time to send a newsletter to my database or do all the things that I want to do. 
And I needed to take that so-called leap of faith. And I, I said to the boys last year, I just can't produce this podcast anymore as much as I love it. I just don't have time to do everything else. And I was crying when I was telling them because there's not many people that leave when things are good, usually leave when they're bad. And I actually thought to myself, I would never in my life have thought that not only did I get to be the executive producer of the biggest celebrities in Australia, but that I am now choosing to leave. You know, four years ago, I got booted out of that job that I hated. I didn't even get a choice. I just made, I got made redundant. And then I get this amazing job and I'm, I know that I need to kind of move on and, and it's been the best thing. I mean, you know, yes, like other opportunities have come, but at the same time, it's given me this space to be able to do things that uh, will be able to move me further in my career, which will then in, in return help other people. And that's really what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I think sometimes we do need to take those leaps of faith in our life and not do them always when we're in a place of suffering, sometimes really look at our lives and think, where do we want our next move to go? How can we help others? What's going to make us truly happy? And a lot of people listen to that story and they're like, oh, that's so inspiring that I've been thinking of doing something like that. And I just want to tell them that I'm no different to them. Like, I, I really am not. I just was like, I basically said to myself, I have nothing to lose. And knowing what I do, if we're going back to what we were saying before, if we don't change anything, we're not going to make any changes in our life. We need to change ourselves. We need to change what we're doing. And then we see the changes come, the universe opens doors, and then things suddenly come into place. Exactly. And it's not it's not the outside world that's changing on its own. It's us on the yes. inside that then changes the outside world. Absolutely. We need to do the changing. And, and then also with that, our external world is forever changing in the sense of we can't control so much that goes on in the external and there's always going to be things that trigger us or that are stressful. And as we discussed earlier, it's part of life. It's part of learning. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't come onto this earthly world to just cruise through. It, we're here for growth. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. But if our internal world is whole and it's peaceful and we can do things like meditation and we can be consciously aware of our thought patterns and we can live life in a way that that is good to others and is serving others, then when those things come our way, they're not going to shake us as much because our inner world is far more secure. And when the inner world is far more secure, it helps us deal with our outer world. And I think that also has kind of been a gift to me over time and one that I try and teach other people to have. Yes. It's not that, you know, the difficulties or troubles or problems of life stop. It's just you are a different person in facing them. Yes. So like you will reach a certain point where like you don't feel triggered about it. And not you specifically. I mean like anybody, yeah. like the, the general you. It's like you will hit a point possibly through manifest, through uh, meditation, through spiritual work, through acts of joy that like you can't be triggered by anything. Those things, those things that triggered you before, they still exist. They're still there. They're still in a way happening in your physical reality towards you but they don't need to trigger you anymore based on who you are on the inside. It's not the outside world that triggers you or affects you. It's you 
allowing those things to either trigger you, right. Or affect you just based on where you're at in your mind. And sometimes, you know, it's even that they can still affect you, but the time it takes to get over them are far less. So something that in the past may have taken you a month or two and really ate at you will then maybe take you a day and you're like, you've got the tools in place to be able to deal with it. And you're like, all right. And then it's, it's (laughs) like Teflon. It just kind of washes off. And, um, that's a really strong place to be in. It is really cool when you come into a situation that you've been faced with before, but in your newer version of yourself, you handle it totally different. And when you actually notice that's happening, it like it, it, it'll blow your mind. And that's happened to me a few times where it's like, wow, five years ago, I would have been so angry, yes. and had, you know, and been mad or mean at that person. And I don't feel any of that at all right now. Yeah. Oh it's such a good place to be in when you're yeah. like that. Or something that you, yeah, cared a lot about. You're like, well, I don't really care about that anymore. It doesn't bother <laughs> me. Uh, you know, it's 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 really, it's such a gratifying, uh, yeah, gratifying place to be in. And that's why I think this work is so unbelievably important. And also adding to that, it's work that we need to constantly keep doing. You need to keep watching your thoughts till the day you die. The practices need to be in place constantly. And they're not something you should look at as being work, but something like we were speaking about meditation where it becomes just such a beautiful and wonderful space to be in. But as you said, if you don't meditate for two weeks, you can feel it. So it's something that, you know, it's like going to the doctor or doing something, brushing your teeth. You need to constantly be doing it to be able to get the outcomes that you want. It's so wild. Like literally, if I don't meditate for literally like a couple of weeks or you know, have a daily gratitude practice, if I stop doing that, or I'll notice throughout the day, if I'm not being as mindful as I normally will be, it's like, I really feel the shifts and difference in my reality and the things that are happening all around me. But then those two are just moments of like, all right, cool. Right now, notice this. It makes it that much clearer and that much more obvious to me how much those practices work and how much those actually serve me. Yeah. And even, you know, it's interesting because I I interviewed someone the other day and we were talking a lot about social media and it was mostly based with kids, but uh, he'd done this new documentary. It was very eye-opening, but also it made me think of my own habits. And I know this is not new information, but sometimes you realise when you're on social media, I can now feel sometimes where it doesn't affect me, but when it does and I feel my mood just become negative or I just feel scattered when I get off it. And it really, going back to those daily practices, made me think, okay, how much am I going on social media? Maybe I need to put limits in place so I don't go on it as much. And, you know, or things that you can do so you're actually being conscious in your daily life with everything you do and you're not just kind of reacting and moving and it's, a, it's just a really interesting thing. Like I've been, I'm, I try to be very conscious with my words, as I, I said to you, and my thought patterns. But sometimes recently I've noticed that I'll just be going from one thing to the next and that, you know, being conscious and, and being mindful is being left to the side. And how I notice that is like even simple things where I think, did I feed the dog today? I have no memory if I fed the dog because it is such a similar action every day, go and get the food put in her bowl. But I was not being mindful that I can't even remember if I've fed my dog. 
because I'm just going from one thing in the next. I'm not paying attention. And that I think is it's something that we can all do and something that, you know, I need to work on myself. That's a great example. I'll do that in the shower sometimes where I'll be in for a few minutes and I'll literally look. I'm like, did I just wash my entire body? Am I done or did I just start? And I'm like, you're not being mindful. You're not being aware and conscious of where you're at right now. Like in those moments, it's just me being unconscious and letting my mind just drift away into crazy thought. Yeah. It's such a wacky thing as well when you're like, this is trippy. I have no idea of what I just did. It's because I've just been maybe going to do stuff and been on my phone or been thinking about all these things and just going through the motions and then going, I, I, I don't know what just happened then. Right. And how nice is it now though, even being aware that that happened because before in my life, I wasn't even aware that my mind was trailing off. Yes. You know, absolutely. You just did your whole life was that. And then you're like, I don't know where my keys are. I cannot find my keys because I have no memory of where I put them because I was not paying attention to anything I did today. And I mean, that is just so scary that we go through most of our life or people will go through their lives, their whole lives doing that. I went through my first 30 years of like yes, doing that. Yes, I think I did too. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And just with the incredible guests you have on the podcast, are are there any like resounding either practices or ideologies or thought patterns that you've seen either come up a lot or maybe just in a couple of people that you just really found very powerful? I think the most powerful things, you know, there's always similarities. And I think that's actually a really good thing that anywhere around the world or in life, even if we're just talking about longevity, or we're talking about people who are happy or full of love. There are similarities from every specialist, professor, doctor, scientist, entertainer you speak to. They will all say the same things. And then you also find the same thing in your own life. And if we get into that space of who has a life of greatness, one thing I notice is they'll always say service. That will be upfront, that living a life of service has brought them so much happiness and joy That is without a doubt. And I think also, you know, simple things, practices, I've been speaking quite a lot about the breath recently and how that's our life force. And when we're able to control our breath or, you know, there are different breathing exercises you can do, then that is one thing that really helps just with anxiety but also with longevity. Uh, It can really help with happiness and things like that as well. Meditation, I mean, we've spoken about that a lot. That is a number one thing that people always talk about when they're speaking about what changed their life and and what's kind of allowed them to have their own mental health in a really safe and um, happier space. I think those are probably the main things. I mean, you can get down to diet and things like that, but uh, I think... I think those are the main things. And then also people that have, I believe, a spiritual outlook in life where they know that life, there is more to life than just what we see and that there is an abundance of of people that we can access and might not be people but, you know, spirit guides or whatever you want to call them that are there and that whole idea that life happens for you and not to you, you know, when you ask, you receive, that's Abraham Hicks. Um, But also like the power of prayer, which is the same sort of thing. 
But if you speak in not a needing, needy way and do it out of love and, and wanting guidance, then I'm a true believer that everything that we speak to the universe about is heard and that our prayers will be delivered. And even if they're not delivered, they almost are delivered in a way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, like no answer is an answer. Caroline May said this to me. She goes, no answer is an answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I believe that as well. So I think that people who live a long life do have that. And a lot of people that I have spoken to or doctors I've spoken to who talk about these like spontaneous remissions or miracles that happen when people are unwell, they always talk about people having having this spiritual side to them. It just gives you hope, hope that there's there's more than just our everyday movements. And I, I believe that to be true. So I think they would be the things, the common common things that people talk about when they're talking about happiness, love, and living living a long, long life. I love that. And yes, God, source, universe, they're always responding to you. It yeah. might not be in the way that you kind of hoped and dreamed and thought it was going to be, but to me, that's always like what you needed in that moment for yes. growth. Like, I just keep thinking about your story. It's like, that's not what you thought you needed at that time. And that's not what you were asking for. I mean, you kind of were, but not in that way. Yes. And, I wasn't consciously asking for that. Right. Right. But and then, I thought at that time I was beside myself. I thought, oh my God, this is rock bottom for me. Like I hate this job and I didn't even get to choose. Someone's like kicked me out and made me redundant. And I'm about to like leave this amazing company I've worked at for so many years. It just happened that that role was not right for me. But yeah, I wasn't doing anything about it. So the universe was like, well, we're going to do something about it. So the right, the universe answered your prayers in that moment. It did. Yes. It may, again, it may not have been the way you thought it was going to be, but they Well, they always answered. say it will happen in a way that you least expect. And I really believe that that's true. So mm. your manifestations will occur in a way that you least expect. Because if we could expect everything in life, what would be the surprise of that? It would be boring. So, so true. things always happen in the way that we least expect. I want to, I want to share a story very, very quickly, but I want to jump into these things that you just mentioned. So yeah. a few years ago, pretty short, uh, maybe like a year and a half after um, I kind of find, med- I found meditation and spirituality. I was meditating my life and goals and dreams. I was, you know, I was manifesting those things. And uh, I had a big goal of the amount of money I wanted to make. And I knew the job that I was in at that time, I couldn't make that money. Like I could have worked 80 hours a week and I wasn't going to be able to make that money. And in my my daily meditation and manifesting of it, I was like, hmm. I wasn't saying it out loud, but I was like, that is the thing that's in the way of you, of you achieving this goal. It's, it is that. And then eventually, one day, I got a call, very unexpected. It's like, hey, Just, um, we got to let you go, man. We're laying you off. I moved out to San Diego to open an office. We did we did well for the first year and then things started to just kind of taper off. It just wasn't the right market for what we were doing there. And I literally got that call and I had that moment of like, oh my God. Like there was literally a moment of release. I really mm. felt that. But, but coupled with that, there was also the anxiety of like, okay, what are you going to do next? What's happening? And But through these practices, I realized I was like, you did that. Like mm-hmm. you created that and that's okay. And like in that moment when I was like, okay, I did create that to move me towards more of my dreams and goals and things I want to do. There was more of a piece that came with that too then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. 
It's like, this was needed to happen in order for me to move forward. And then that's okay. That That is okay. Yeah. And I think it goes back to that whole idea of life happens for you, not to you. And if you're thinking that, then you'll always be okay. Everything will always be okay. And it's just having that trust. (laughs) And that trust can be hard, especially when things are, are, are really rocked in your life and you have financial issues or things are tough that that can be hard and I don't want to pretend that it can't that it's always easy because it's not right exactly and that's the thing it's like these moments I just see so much positivity but of course they're hard like we're not negating the difficulty of them it's just beautiful to shine light for anybody dealing with that situation we're not saying get up and get over it we're just letting you know that there's something there like there is this moment that you're in right now even though maybe very difficult and hard for you so much good can come from it if you choose to follow the path that way. Absolutely. And learn, as we said, learn from it. That's the definite main thing. Yes. And I love the whole like, so like, right, like life happens. So it's not that life happens to you. See, I like this as well too. Life happens for you, but also life happens through you. It's like just one mm. switch of the word. Mm. But I that, like that. Right. That really, and I've seen that on social media come up a few times recently. I think it was like the same video, but, and that's like really hit me. And I'm like, if I know that, that life is literally coming from me or through me, it's like, it's, it's literally, I'm never a victim then. Yes. I think being a victim, yeah, it's then going into that lack mentality and like, oh, what was me? This always happens to me. Why doesn't it happen to anyone else? And I'm always, you know, you hear people and they kind of whinging a bit, oh, this and that. And it's like, stop focusing on the negatives in your life. People are going to have negatives. We can create negatives out of any, the most positive situation you can create negatives out of. But you can also turn those negatives into positives. And it's not about like lying to yourself but it's just about viewing the world in a different way because, you know, Wayne Dyer's um, very famous quote, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. And viewing life, we can do it through whatever lens we want. So why wouldn't we choose the lens of love? Yes. And like, I think about that sometimes too. It's like in a day, 99 negative, quote unquote, because it's how you see them, but quote unquote, 99 negative things can happen to you. And one really good positive thing can happen to you. Also the reverse, right? Like literally one negative thing can happen to you and 99 positive things can happen to you. But the course of this, so literally if like one good thing happens to you and 99 negative things happen to you and you, I'm not saying ignore the 99, but if you focus in hard on the gratitude and the beauty and the love and the thanks that exist in that one thing, that becomes your reality. It expands, becomes bigger and bigger. And those other things shrink away, but it works the same way, right? Where if literally 99 great things happened to you today and one thing didn't go well, but you hone in and only see that one thing, then that's your reality. All the other 99 good things, they don't even mean shit. Like they don't (laughs) even matter anymore because you're focused in on that one thing and that becomes everything for you, even though all this beauty is just waiting there for you to discover it and see it. Yes, absolutely. I think that's so profound and so important for us to realize. And that's like you mentioned, you had a gratitude journal. And I think that's why doing things like that allows you to start reflecting on the positive things. And like anything, I was actually teaching this to my daughter the other day. She's little and she's like always getting worried about things. And I said, when you get worried about something, think of something you really like. And she's obsessed with the musical hairspray. 
And I was like, why? When you think of something that you're worried about, think about hairspray straight away. And the more that you start doing that, the more that your mind will realize, well, the mind can only think of one thing at a time, but you're also changing the receptors in your brain. And so it's going to stop thinking of that negative thing because you're always pushing to the positive thing. And then you'll start to see that your mind will stop thinking of negative because you've trained it so much to go to the positive. And she was like, all right, but she's seven. And if I've taught her to do that, then any adult or adolescent can also do that. It's something that we can always train our brain to start thinking differently. And, you know, neuroplasticity is the first place to show that our brain can be rewired. We just need the, we need to change our habits to be able to do that. One of the greatest thing that's ever come from my daily gratitude practice, which I never saw coming. I didn't expect it. That wasn't the purpose of it was by focusing on gratitude every single day for years. I rewired my brain. I rewired my subconscious. And then so without me even trying, I just started seeing gratitude everywhere. Yeah. It's like, wow, what? And that's like, that's exactly what you just said. We can literally rewire our brain to then focus on those things. So in, in, in day-to-day, instead of you seeing things positive, I'm sorry, instead of you think, seeing things negative, you'll see them positive. Instead of seeing something with doubt and lack uh, and fear, you'll see something with gratitude and thanks. And it is in those practices, and it does take time, but like, who cares? You're going to get to that place point in your life anyway. So by the time yeah. you get there, wouldn't you rather just be in a better state of being in mind and all those things? And that's it. It's working on those things every single day. And you do, you just, you, you literally rewire your subconscious and it starts picking out these things without you even having to try. Yeah. Amazing. It's absolutely incredible. It's incredible. Such a strong and important practice for everyone to learn. And like we said, you need to keep doing it. And how lucky and how beautiful and amazing for your seven-year-old daughter to have you as a mother. And <laughs> To literally, but to have that sort of a teaching as a seven-year-old and for you to be that intentional in teaching your seven-year-old daughter to look at life that way is just, <laughs> that's awesome. That's just, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. I always think, you know, you always want to do better and, and yeah, but I, I do think to myself that I, I'm happy that I have the knowledge to be able to teach my kids different things that I wish I could have learned when I was young because I think yeah, why, you know, we learned this stuff later in our lives. And can you, we, I always think, God, if I was armed with this knowledge, like 20 years ago, I could have started earlier, but everything happens for a reason. And, you know, that's why doing these podcasts like yours and mine is so important. So people can learn from a younger age. Yes, absolutely. And real quick, I do just want to touch on the things that you had mentioned, because literally, Sarah, when Sing the podcast, A Life of Greatness. My mind dinged and I was like, ooh, I cannot wait to see how spiritual these people are, how giving they are, how much they serve. And like literally all that, that's what I thought at, at first. And that's just where my mind goes because that's like the realm that I'm in. But so cool to hear you say that like a life of service was one of the most rewarding, amazing things that were happening to those people. Some of the most successful people in like the world saying that a life of service brought them joy and happiness that through breath work, through meditation, these are all huge key things that they did uh, to yes. sustain and live their life and be who they are. It's like, ah, you know, even just for me, 
and anyone else listening who, who who's um, into spirituality, it just solidifies it that much more for me. It, like clicks in another piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. Like and I think if we talk about service, I mean, that is who doesn't feel good when they help someone else. It's just such a gratifying feeling being able to help someone on their journeys. And I think, yeah, that is just like the number one thing that people talk about is, is giving back to others and, and um, doing a job that's meaningful. And within that job, it's usually giving back to others. And, you know, like literally living life of greatness, if you can, if people listening to your podcast and listening to this right now can be like, all right, I can at least take that little piece from this. Yes. And and then I saw some of the guests that you've uh, you've interviewed on there before, and I'm like, yep, yep, spirituality, yep, yep. And I I was kind of like seeing them as I went through, and I was just like, it just it it's nice to see those things line up. A life of greatness, yeah. couples with spirituality. It is, yeah, yeah. And also, like I said to you before we started, there are plenty of people that come on that are not spiritual, and that's okay. It's just about really good stories and seeing the journeys that people have gone through to live their greatest existence. And there are always learnings that come out of that and they share wisdom. When I interviewed the guy that rescued the cave diver, the cave diver that rescued the kids um, from the, the cave in Thailand, the soccer players. He's not spiritual at all, but he just had an amazing, amazing story. And he's a doctor, he's an anaesthetist. And, you know, again, talking about service and, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just incredible. So yeah, there's a lot of extraordinary people on the podcast. And it's so true. Like being in service literally can have nothing to do with spirituality. You couldn't know a thing about spirituality, but you still love to give and help and serve people. Yes. So I think that's the nice thing, just seeing that. And to me, and being in service of others is a form of love. So to see like that's what's shining through and that's what you're really seeing in these people, it just gives me so much hope. Amazing. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah, this has been so fun. I can't believe it's like literally been, I think, just over an hour already. It's been so lovely. Thank you. I've appreciated it immensely. Yes. So I want to ask you the question I ask every single guest, and it's like my favorite question in the whole world. So I always preface it like my, it's not like my purpose or my goal, but I feel like for me, just being Justin in this version of, of this life that I'm in right now, I feel such an urge and such a desire that stays true to who I am. That makes me feel joy. makes me feel really good is helping shift the consciousness of the planet to a place that is more loving and more kind, more peaceful, empathetic, forgiving, understanding all these beautiful things, essentially a consciousness that understands our oneness and acts in that every single day. So like spread love movement, the page, the podcast, that is just a huge driving force in it uh, to help spread that sort of a message and to really help shift the consciousness of the planet. So I ask everybody, how do you feel like every single day you are contributing and aiding into this sort of a shift in this reality? I think, you know, just it goes back to everything that we were talking about. I try my best to be a good person and and to be kind to people and to be as giving as I can to people and I try to be a good mother and I I give back as much as I can and and I'm very conscious of the fact that when we're kind to people that kindness is what is then 
it's like a domino effect. It's given on to the next person and the next person. You don't know how your kind actions, how far that they'll they'll go. And I think that's something really interesting to think about because then if you take the negative of that, if you're mean to someone, then they get upset and then they're mean to the next person and then that meanness can continue on a line that you may never see again. So I think with every good action, you're just helping someone on their journeys. And I think as, you know, the Ramdas quote, we're all here to just walk each other home and I'm conscious of that. And, yeah, I, I, by doing the podcast and, and all the different things I do, I'm just, I'm just very much aware that um, I believe that I've been here to be able to help other people on their journeys and that's what I'll continue to do whilst enriching my own at the same time. Yes. Amazing. I love that. I love when I love all the answers and there's really no wrong answer. And I just, I like, I fall in love with it when people are like me every day being kind to myself, to others, raising my daughter, you know, teaching her these, these things. And it's like, to me, like that is, that's it. Mm. It, it starts nowhere outside of ourselves. It's yes. only, it's only here. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And it, it just, and, and, and like literally every single time I ask that question, it's like, we've talked about those things during the podcast already, but it's always great to ask that question and just hear the very individual response yes. to something like that. And it sounds like, you know, I've had people before like, oh my God, like, give me like a minute like that. Cause it does seem like this huge existential question. It's like, how are you helping shift the consciousness of the planet? I'd be like, what? But it's not that big. Yes. You know what I mean? Right? It's, it's little it's just, steps. Yeah. It's just us. It's but me. It's just changing, like we said, our own internal landscape will then be able to change the external one to an extent. So when you're doing that, then you can help a lot more people. Yes. You know, and I just really quickly too, how you had mentioned, right, in kindness, that domino effect, that ripple effect, I've always concentrated on the kindness part of it. I've never really thought about it though, but when you're mean or rude to, pers- to a person, it's going to have that same sort of an impact and that same sort of a ripple yeah. effect. And being more aware of that makes me want to do that less or never at all. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I always think with every action, think about the opposite as well. Like you can do the positive, but think about what the negative, you know, reaction or option of that is too. And it'll make you not want to do it. So true. Sarah, you have been incredible. This has been really such a fun uh, conversation. I've grown during it. So thank you uh, for that as well. Thank you so much, Justin. I've appreciated it. Of course. And just before we cut out, uh, Sarah, if you can just let people know where they can find you online, social media, your podcast, all that good stuff. Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Grimberg. I've got a private Facebook group called Live Your Life Greatly, uh, which we talk about different things to do with wellness and self-improvement. And you can buy my meditations at my website at sarahgrimberg.com. And you check out my podcast, a Life of Greatness. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and probably all those other podcast apps that I don't even know about. <laughs> and we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. Check out the podcast. Sarah is incredible. Talking to some unreal people. Thank you. Yes. Everybody, thank you so much for being here and joining us. This really was a very meaningful conversation. I hope everybody felt it as well. We have so much love for you. Cannot wait to see everybody next time. And thank you so much again, Sarah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.